Today, I want to talk to you about having peace while you are waiting. Um, I think it's important to know that waiting is a part of life. Can we all agree? Um, I've had to do a bit of waiting myself. For one, um, if you can put up the photo of my family, that would be great. That is my beautiful family missing one Oh, missing two. So Caden is my younger brother's boy, and Pierre, my sister's husband, is not in that photo. But I just love that picture so much because it's just so filled with love and joy. And it's just, if you know how we grew up, that is an incredible testimony of the Lord's redemption of keeping us together and, and leading us all to the Lord. Um, the one on the left is my four siblings. I am the youngest of four. So that baby that you're seeing, that's me. And the one handing me the chicken, that's JJ. <laughs> and as you can see by the, his face, he was amused by the fact that he was handing me a chicken. Um, uh, I waited... One of the reasons why I waited, I waited to be born. For 12 years, I've waited. Um, my sister is 12 years older than me, so I had to wait 12 whole years before I could get born. Um, then I waited to go to school. Couldn't wait to go to school. Then I waited to get done with school because I hated it. <laughs> um, but um, in the last two years of my school, I gave my heart to the Lord. And uh, I knew from the beginning, from, that I, from the time I gave my heart to the Lord, that I wanted to be in ministry. Pastor Jim LaFoon um, was preaching at a... At a I, was, I was still in school, but I went on a campus retreat with uh, my brothers. And, and they said, if you feel called to the ministry, stand up. And I, I just knew I'm called. And I, I did get up. And so I knew from the time I finished school that full-time ministry is the thing I wanted to do. Um, it's 13 years later, and I am now only starting to do what I felt called for. So what do you do in 13 years? <laughs> um, you wait. <laughs> That's true. Um, so I want to tell you that one of the things that you need as a Christian to wait is faith. We cannot do anything without faith. Um, and one of the reasons why we sometimes wait is because we have faith. So one of the, it's this, this tug in, in the Christian world where we like, we can't just sit back in apathy and not do anything. We have to live a life by faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Abram and, Jake, and Jacob and Sarah, they were all commended for their faith. Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so as a church and as a people of God, we are called to live by faith. And um, I remember even from a young age, I, I, 
I knew what it was to reach for something. Sometimes under sin, it sometimes looks like manipulation. But I, I knew what it was to reach for something. I one time was baking cake. I was making um, the, the dough. I, maybe I was like eight years old or so. I was making the batter. And um, I, I, was, I couldn't put the oven on because I was too young. And so my mum and dad were sleeping, but I just decided I want to make a cake. But we were very poor. So even eggs were like gold to us. Um, and JJ came and he reprimanded me. He's like, you can't just make butter. You have to ask your parents, you know, mom and dad. And I was so, he's like, that's manipulation. I'm like, oh, I don't even know what that means, but okay. <laughs> um, and it was, it's true, it was, it was. I, I didn't um, respect the authority of my mom and dad and because I didn't know the situation of the dire need that we were in. So using the eggs and the milk that I maybe used for the batter was a lot. But I was like, man, I know that I can, if I can just do it, I can make a cake and everybody would enjoy the fruit of it. Um, so I, and then the Lord, so the Lord reminded me of that story and he's like, you just, under, the, under, under Christ, what you actually did was you, you reached out for something. You, you took a step into something. You weren't sure that you could do it, but you stepped into something knowing that you can make something that's, that you can reach for something and grab it. Okay? So there was, in my life, there was also always this tenacity to reach out for something that I can't yet have, but I can take a step forward. And I think that in times, that's what faith is. We, without knowing if we can do it, we take a step in faith towards something. And um, I, 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 I think that my that the Lord, when we live in the in the fear of God, in reverence of God, our hearts is to please Him. And then when we step out in faith, it's not just being, "Oh Lord, I'm manipulating you. You now have to do it." Now, when my heart is submitted as a Christian under the authority of Christ, my heart is to want to please him. So when I step out in faith, I actually please him. And he, being a good father with loads of resources, comes and he says, hey, here you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to meet your faith and come through. So I'm going to tell you about my testimony. Um, I... I did a lot of things before I came to this place where I am right now. I worked in the holistic health industry. Then I went, um, I felt a shift and I said, okay, now I'm going to go. And then I went in, into the recruitment industry for about a year and a half. I felt the shift again. I knew that all those things wasn't what I was going to do. I knew that the Lord wanted me to do ministry, but I didn't know how to get there. But the Lord was so faithfully leading me in the waiting. And... Um, and he, then I, I quit my job and I, I, I told my, my brother and them, I'm like, I'm going to go do a course in image consulting. And my brother said, I do not have the faith for you. Because <laughs> he just, he couldn't, in the time of his life, he couldn't trust again. I'm like, making a change again. I'm not sticking to something. I'm going again for something. But 
throughout that time, I learned how to hear the shepherd's voice because I would do something and then it would work out. I'm like, oh, okay. I would hear his voice again in something small and I would step out. And I would, so I learned to hear the voice of the shepherd. So when I told them that I am going to go do image consulting, they said they don't have the faith, but I knew my father's voice and I knew it was him. And so I'm not living according to the fear of man. I'm living according to the fear of God. And so I have to, at some point in my life, be able to discern between when it's with the wisdom of man and when it is the wisdom of God. That's why we do take small steps of faith, because in taking small steps of faith, we learn how to hear the voice of God. And I, um, I, and then I worked in image consulting for four, for four years, um, and it was so, such a great time. I did so great, and suddenly I felt the shift, and I went, oh my goodness, again. <laughs> And when I told my, my people this time, they were like, yeah, we feel it. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Me too. Um, so I want to tell you about the fact that I came to ministry school in, um, in BSSM at, in Redding, California. It's expensive to live in Redding, California, guys. Let me tell you that. Um, so I had two full years of stepping out in faith because I heard the Lord call me and tell me that he's going to provide for me. And for two whole years, I suffered. It was hard. I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent any month, any day of the month. I didn't know I was going to do it. Um, to, to buy plane tickets, to pay for school. School for one year was like $5,000. The amount of money that I needed, I needed about, in, two, in, two, in the last two years of doing school, I needed $34,000. That is at least three years worth of wages in South Africa for me. Um, it was impossible to do it, but I knew the Lord said to do it. And so I had a word from the Lord, and I stepped out in faith, and then I suffered for two years going, oh my goodness, I don't know how am I going to do this. But each morning I would get up and I would go. And every, every time the Lord would, in some way, send me $200 via Venmo here, $50 here. Nat sent me $50, told me to go buy myself a hairdryer. I didn't. <laughs> I paid my rent. <laughs> um, so I didn't know how I was going to eat. I didn't know how I was going to do um, the things that I needed to do. I didn't know how I was going to get to where I am. Reading is about the size of Lake Charles. You need a vehicle to get along. You can't just walk everywhere. Um, but, so it was hard walking through those two years, not knowing where the next thing is going to come from. Um, and I had to wait. I had to wait for the promise that I felt the Lord had given me. And did he provide? Yes. Did he provide in the way I wanted him? No. <laughs> I wanted him to provide everything ahead of time so that I can just, you know, enjoy going to school. But essentially, this was part of my school. This part of me waiting was part of it. So what does this all have to do with peace? 
when we wait, usually on the Lord, He is sometimes very slow. That, who says that? He's slow, mighty slow, but always on time. So he works, he works in his own time. Um, and oh, I actually skipped forward. So how was I able to go through two years of suffering, two years of high amounts of stress? And how was I able to get to a place where I'm standing right in front of you telling you, the Lord is great. He's good. We made it. And, and, but in all of those tears, you guys saw me, some of you. It didn't seem like I was, you know, struggling or going through a lot of things. So how did I have peace while I was waiting for the promise? Um, and there's two things that I, I want to tell you. Peace, um, we have peace in the waiting by remembering testimonies and believing that he will prove true to his character and will stay the same. So we have peace by remembering. Um, listen to Deuteronomy 6 verse 12. It says, Then take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, Egypt out of the house of slavery. Psalm 143 verse 5 says, Remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I knew that the Lord was going to get me through a financial tough situation because he has proven himself time after time after time. I tithed since the day I gave my heart to the Lord. I tithed. And every time I saw the Lord come through for me financially, year after year after year after year, and so in the small little steps that I took in trusting him for finances, I took a huge leap in coming to the United States, trusting him with nothing. I gave everything away because it didn't mean anything in dollars. <laughs> but I had a history with the Lord in him coming through. And so every night that I would cry, I would go sit and say, Lord, I remember that time where I trusted you that my 30 rand tithe would become a 300 rand tithe. I remember that time, and it did. It happened. And so I know you can do it again, God. I know that you can do it again. So how do you, how do you remember? How do you... Um, I didn't actually put that in my notes, but I did put it in the slide. You remember by writing things down. Who of you have not kept a journal yet? Don't put up your hand. <laughs> Start today. Write down everything that you can remember, what the Lord has done for you. Those are the things that's going to keep you going in the times that you are waiting for him to come through again. I am not married yet. I am not married yet, but I will remember every time the Lord gave every one of my friends a husband. And I blessed them and how faithful he was in their lives. I remember other people's testimonies of how they met their husband at 40 and they got married and they have a wonderful relationship. I remember those testimonies. I write them down because it's, it's, it's a testimony is a signal of what the Lord will do again. And so he will do it in my life. I know that he will. 
So you journal, you write things down, you tell testimonies. I don't have a lot of healing testimonies. I have a couple in my pocket, but I know many people's, other people's testimonies, and I tell them. I tell people when someone got out of the wheelchair, I don't pray for them, but I tell the testimony. So we remember by telling testimonies over and over of what God has done. Um, you listen to prophetic words. I scroll through my, my voice recorder on my phone. It's probably my most precious thing on my phone because I scroll through it and I listen to prophetic words that has been spoken over my life. And I say, God, I thank you that that has been spoken. You said that and that has not come to pass, but I know that it will come to pass again. So we remember these things and by remembering, it builds my faith. It builds my faith. I go, oh my goodness. Wow, God did all of that? Surely he will do it again. All right. So the second thing that I want to share with you is that we have peace in the waiting because peace is a person and I am never separated from him. Galatians 2 verse 20 says, it's Christ who lives in me. I am crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live in faith, the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Come on, that needs to like resonate. I'm like, man, he gave up his life for me. And he now lives inside of me. I'm not separated from the man of peace. Ephesians 2 verse 14 says, For he himself is our peace. You see, in those two years where it was really rough financially, I had no one to bail me out. I couldn't go to my mom. My dad's not alive. My, my brother and sister-in-law is, has an has a entire church and a family of four. I, there's no one that I can run to to say, hey, can you bail me out just this month real quick, please? I couldn't do that. I had to have the Lord come through for me. And there wasn't... And, and, they, and, and so in the times when I felt, oh my goodness, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm overwhelmed. I didn't run to anybody else. I went and I sat in my closet. And I cried. And I said, God, I know you live inside of me. I know by remembering that you will do it and you will come through for me. I have a word from you. And I live by faith. And you are pleased by the fact that I live in faith. So will you come, and will you come and be my peace? <coughs> One of the ways that we encounter the person of peace is by praying scripture. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 16. I love it. It says, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup, and I sit sit in my, in my closet and I say, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. If you don't know what to pray, just pray the scriptures. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. 
I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. So I say, God, I thank you that you counsel me and that at night you instruct my heart. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So this is what I do. I pray the scriptures. The end of that, it says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. I go, God, I thank you that you fill me with eternal pleasures. And so what happens when I pray the scriptures? I am reminded of who God is. I'm reminded of who he is in my life. And I go, thank you, God, that you encounter me. And then the second thing that I do is I, I go into thanksgiving. Um, Philippians 4 verse 67 says, do not be anxious in anything. Yo, but I'm anxious because my rent is due tomorrow. <laughs> it's a reality. You Stress and anxiety, it bubbles up without you even noting. And, and then some, and somehow you, you end up in a, in a swirl. It's just the reality of life. But what we do is when that happens, I go into my closet and I say, Thank you, God, that I do not have to be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So I just start thanking God for everything that I am remembering, every testimony that I have heard. I thank God for who he is. And then when I start thanking him, listen, this can take 30 minutes, an hour, or five minutes. But the person of peace will encounter you. Because thanksgiving moves his heart. Have you ever seen a child where you have to tell them all the time, say thank you, say thank you, say thank you to the tani, say thank you to, you know, you're telling them, you give them something and you go, thank you, mama. And they go, thank you, mama. And then one day you give them the bottle and they go, thank you, mama. And you go, what else do you want? I will give you everything. Thanksgiving moves the Father's heart. When you just tell him, thank you, God. When you are in, your, in the dire situation, I go, God, I thank you that you paid my rent last month. I thank you that I had a sandwich to eat yesterday. <laughs> I thank you, God. You are thankful. Thankfulness moves his heart. And the person of peace will come and encounter you. And the, the, the last thing that, um, we, what, that I do is I wait. Um, some of you just read the scriptures and you go on with your life. John 5 verse 39 says, You study the scriptures diligently, Jesus tells the Pharisees, because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. They, were no, they knew the scriptures. They knew what to do. They knew how to do church, but they missed the Christ. You can do all of these things, come to church once a week, but you can miss Jesus if you don't sit and wait for him. Um, can you put up the next scripture? Jeremiah 29 verse 12 to 13 says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me 
And when you seek me with all your heart, I sit in that closet and I wait until I feel the person of peace has come and encountered me. Some of y'all just need to go and sit and wait for the person of Christ to encounter you with the peace of God. I'm not saying that your situation is going to change today. It might only be in 13 years that you receive the promise that you have been waiting for. But in that time, I can promise you that you can have peace. Because the person of Christ himself is your peace. And if you sit and wait for the, the, the Christ to come and encounter you, he will come and encounter you. Um, thank you, Jesus. Some of you have given up on waiting and said, stuff it. I'm just going to do it myself. I'm just going to marry someone. If I did that, I would have missed the call in my life. I had an opportunity. But I would have missed it. Some of you have given up by just not doing anything and chose apathy over a life filled with faith. You chose, you just said, I'm just going to, I just need to get through life and wait until Jesus comes. Jesus is calling you to a life of faith. Some of you have taken risk and find yourself in the valley of the shadow of death. And you are wondering if God really did say to you that you should do what you did. Some of you have asked God to heal you and you are still sick. The person of peace wants to encounter you today. He is not a God that he should lie. He is faithful. I know that. Because I've been in every of those situations. To some of you, I want to say, roll up your sleeves and take some risks. It's time to step out in faith. It's time. Even if it's a small step, it's time. Stop fearing the future and fear God instead. Stop fearing the opinion of man and fear God instead. He is calling you out of a life of apathy. Some of you want to rather just take things in your own hand and do your own thing. To you, I want to say, rather wait a while longer and find him in the waiting. He is your peace. He will make it happen in the appropriate time. Let's close everyone, close your eyes. Wherever you find yourself this morning, I want to tell you that the person of Jesus wants to come and encounter you this morning. And we have three minutes to just set our hearts and ask him to come and do that. Jesus. Ooh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for who you are. Jesus. 
we breathe deep and we ask that you would come and encounter us, men of peace, that you would come and make a reality in our hearts that which you have promised. Yeah. Um, I want to invite some of you that are in the waiting. If you feel that any of those things, you maybe need to take us, you know the Lord is calling you to take a step out in faith. Um, or you are waiting for something and you've been waiting for a long time. Or this message is just moving you into a place of greater faith in the fact that he will encounter you. I want to invite you to stand. Thank you, Jesus. If you're around these people, I want you to just lay hands on them real quick. Just start praying for them. Pray that the person of peace would encounter them. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that in the waiting, we can have peace. I thank you that while we wait for you, we can have peace. We are promised you. You are the one we are promised. And so God, I just thank you that you would come encounter every person this morning while they are waiting for you, that you would give them peace, the peace that transcends all understanding to cover their hearts and their minds in this place. And Lord, for those that are maybe called to step out in faith and take a risk, I thank you that you are going to show yourself faithful to them. To those that need to hold on a little bit longer, Thank you that you give them the peace to be able to do that. We want to live in the fear of God and we want to be obedient to you, Jesus. And I thank you that you give us everything we need to be able to do that. Would you come and encounter us, person of peace? Would you come and encounter us? As we wait on you, you promise that you that we will find you. So God, we ask that we will find you as we wait on you in these next coming days, in this next week, in this next year. I thank you that you will come and encounter us.